0: On today's question of faith, should you parish hop or parish shop? Hey everybody, welcome to Question of Faith. I am Mike Hayes. I am the director of young adult ministry in the Diocese of Cleveland,
1: and I'm Father Damien Ferrance, the vicar for evangelization. And I am Brandon Woods, and I'm the high school youth minister and contemporary music director at Holy Martyrs
0: in Medina. And Medina, Medina, yeah. Not Medina. Not Medina.
1: Medina. Medina.
0: <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Brandon. And Thanks for having so me. So, Brandon, how do you make your way to us
1: today? How did I make my way? Well, I got in my car. <laughs> <laughs> um, corny youth minister joke. Yes, of course. We, we're full of them. No, uh, I, I listened to your um, your. Uh, podcast is it okay to parish hop and uh and I'm a very opinionated person so no, so of course not i had, you not me, no. <laughs> Anyone listening that knows me is just rolling their eyes at me right now. Um but I have my opinions and I and you know I, I just kind of wanted to wanted to share my own perspective on parish hopping and especially from a uh a parish employee's perspective um and somebody who you know who has just been involved in parishes my entire life it, I think uh I think I might have something else that I might be able to add. to Yeah, that.
0: and we saw your question and said, hmm, be good to have him in and talk about that. <laughs> so let's do that. So, All right. So what is your opinion on parish hopping? So my
1: overall opinion, if you want my general answer of is it okay to parish hop, my general answer is it depends, mm. but generally no. Um, I think, of course, you have to find that parish home. You really have to, you know, and that's why the irony of, and we'll probably talk about this later of like, you know, because the church is not a place where we're to be consumers. It's Mm. a place where we're to be disciples. And uh, so, of course, we want to like shop. I'm using air quotes right now. We want to shop around and find the parish that we feel welcome in, that we feel that we can flourish in. But also that we can contribute to and that we can make a home in. Mm. So um, so that's kind of, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, so I was going to say, yeah, make the dis- – I'm a philosopher by trade. Make the distinction between hopping and shopping here. So for me, hopping and shopping, the difference is uh, hopping to me says there's no commitment to this place. Um I, like, I'm like. i just going to hop around to whatever really suits me that day. Um, hopping to me, which is going to sound ironic in a second, but hopping to me is just like, well, the sale mm-hmm. at Walmart for Lay's potato chips is a lot better than the sale at Target. So I'm going to go to Walmart to get this, but I'm going to go to Target to get something else because Mm. the sale there is better. Um, And I'm just going to bounce around from store to store and get whatever suits me that's better there. And that works in consumerism, but it doesn't necessarily uh, work in parish discipleship. Um, And I say parish discipleship very particularly. Um, Parish shopping is more like shopping for a house. And I think I said Mm. this in my email, Uh, but it's more like shopping for a house in the sense that um, if you're gonna buy a house, you're gonna find a home that you want to invest in. It's you're you're finding a home, not a house. So I might like the bathrooms in one house, but I might like the bedrooms in the other. Um, so you but I'm buy not, the two
0: houses. Yeah, just buy the two <laughs> houses. You know,
1: that's financially responsible. Um, for some people, maybe, but not for me. Um, but that being said, you want to uh, you want to find the one that suits you best. And over time, you're going to. Either adapt to the house or make the house something that is to your liking and mm. fits you and your family's
0: needs a little bit better. Right. Yeah. So, so to put that into parish parlance, mm-hmm. you, you're suggesting that people shouldn't go to youth ministry for one parish but RCIA for the other. Not necessarily, uh, but what I am
1: suggesting is there should, there sh- so to give you an example, mm-hmm. what I get a lot of at, at at any parish, any parish that I've worked at, I used to get this a lot. A lot of people would come and say to me, you know, Brandon, it would be really nice if our church did this. And yeah. I said, yes, it would be. I think that, like, I've, I've gotten a lot of ideas brought to me, and I always say, yes, that would be a great thing for us to have. So do it. We'll provide the resources. We'll help you get it started. We'd love to have you do this. Oh well, no. Why? Would, and and a lot of times I'd get the question, Why would I do it if other parish has it? You know. But if your parish is willing to start it, you know, we we want to provide the resources. We want to give you the chance to be disciples. Um, you know. And of course, uh, as as a parish staff member, I can be a little biased to that. I you know sometimes I feel a little stretched then. But I definitely want to help. I had a parishioner come up to me saying. You know, St. Ambrose is doing this date night, and uh, and at this date night, they have a speaker, and they have uh, a, a dinner, and it's all free, and it's a great opportunity for couples to get together. Can we do that at our parish? And I said, well, yeah. And I said, okay, let's do it. I'll, we'll help you get the resources together. We'll help you uh, get it started, but then it's your baby. You have to run with it. And that parishioner has been running with it. And actually, we have that date night coming up this weekend, and he's been taking... Him and his wife have been taking full swing at it. And That's they, great. yeah, so this is our second year doing it. That doesn't always happen. It doesn't always happen, no. But
2: when it does, and you empower people to do the work that they can do by the fact that they're baptized, uh, you know, missionary disciples, ready to go, tap into people's talents. But sometimes people will say, okay, uh, we want to do this. Okay, well, then you take it. No, 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 you take it. Mm-hmm. We yeah. actually all need to be contributing here. So. Not every parish
1: does what you did at no, that parish. No, no, that's very true. We we don't see that very often. Um or I shouldn't say that, but we don't see that all the time. And and it, that's where the concern mm-hmm. comes in. But where my concern is too is youth ministry is very different, you know, than like so like if I have a te- a family with teens mm-hmm. saying that like, you know, I and say I'm at a parish with no youth ministry, which I don't know what I'd be doing there, but um but if I'm at a parish and I'm on the staff and that we don't have youth ministry uh-huh. and a family comes up to me and says, you know, we'd love to have we'd love to have our teens involved in a youth group, but you know, we don't have the time to run that youth group. We don't have the you know, we, we're stretched thin as it is. Of course there's a different scenario where you would say well there's this neighboring parish that has a really vibrant youth ministry program. Um but there's a lot of ministries that feed us but we're also called to feed as well. Mm. You know that's discipleship. We have to, you know, feed and be fed. So so my my sort of thi- my sort of situation where I look at is, you know, well, yes, you will probably get involved in what other parishes are doing. You know, that's that's the beauty of the universality of the church. You know, you go to different liturgies and other parishes offer different things or the same thing, but it's still a Catholic church and a Catholic community. But what I often see is, or what I often encourage is, you know, if that parish can't get that thing started or if our parish can't get this thing started, yes, of course, You know, be involved in that at another parish, but find a way to give back to the parish that is your home Mm. Um, because that's still your home. You know, I I can go to a friend's house for dinner and I could bring the food, but I'm still going to cook at my own home.
0: Right. So if – I'd like to make a different argument, I think. So if you're the parent of three teens, let's say, I don't know, and there's a vibrant youth ministry at a neighboring parish, not your parish – should you make a switch because the teens would be the priority or is this still your parish home and you should just send them to youth ministry somewhere else so it's
1: really interesting because yeah. I am actually living in that current situation ah.
0: I have uh, I have a family
1: that came to me recently and I w- and I won't go too much into detail of course sure. but uh but I had a family that came to me recently and they said you know we're at this parish and we just love this parish this has been our parish for you know almost 30 years and we've been here our entire marriage and our kids grew up here, they went to the school here, we don't want to leave our parish. But our kids are just, the youth ministry program here is just not feeding our kids. Mm-hmm. It's not, and, the, and our kids just are not getting along with the others. And we hear you guys have youth ministry, we'd love to give that a try. Of course, uh, uh, you know, if the kids aren't being fed in that program, but you're still being fed by the overall parish, there there is a difference. And But, but what's to note is this family isn't, you know, splitting between two parishes, I mean, right. They are still heavily involved. They're still involved as Eucharistic ministers. They're uh, like, I think one of them's on parish council at that parish, but they're looking out for where their kids are being fed. And so you still see that involvement um, and that contribution to their parish family. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, uh, I said down the line, you know, we're not, we don't want to push you to make that transfer or anything, but if this does become your home, here's what we have, but... If you're still involved there that's good. You know, that to me says if you're involved at this that parish but you're just looking for a place for your kids to be fed individually, that that makes a major difference than we're just bouncing around to whatever works for us and we're just kind of like, you know, cafeteria catholicing in ministry <laughs> form.
0: Yeah, right. And I get it. okay, I get it now. Yeah.
1: So back to your shopping hopping
2: distinction, what is a uh, location geography have to do, boundary,
1: with your parish? Do you think anything, something, nothing? So I I, I kind of go up and down on this, to be honest with you. Um, and what really made me go up and down on this is when I started working for parishes. Because what I've noticed is, so I was at St. Luke's in Lakewood for a while, and I would talk to families who would come from Parma yeah. to Lakewood. And that just amazed me. But... What I did notice about them is they were involved. You know, they were there multiple times a week. They were, this was their parish and they just fell in love with it. And that was their community. And we see the same thing at Holy Martyrs. And I saw the same thing when I was a holy family in Parma. People want to be involved in that parish if that's their community. So geography, I think, you know, you should take it into consideration when you first, if you move to an area. But I don't think it's the, the defining factor, especially not anymore. I think in the olden days when, you know, um, we were traveling by horse and buggy, uh, it was a little bit different. But now, uh, especially in, in our Cleveland area, we're blessed to have churches like we have gas stations. They're on every corner. So we're, it's, and it really is a blessing. Um, but you don't necessarily have to rely on geography. I think it's when you find a community for you. When you find a community that is your home base, I don't think distance matters. It's not, it doesn't go all the way back to horse and buggy. It's even with the last 40 years
2: that you oh, would yeah. need permission to go join another parish that was out of your boundary. Mm-hmm. So th- there is something to be said about like growing where you're planted. Oh, and we've ha- we've done podcasts on that before too. Yeah. And you're right that we have 185 parishes in the Diocese of Cleveland, but Um, Not every parish is meeting every need and there are a lot of different looks and a lot of different ministries or Lack of ministries, depending upon where you are and and the um, the amount of resources that a parish has, the the size of a parish staff. Like you take a Saint Ambrose, which you're close to, or something down in Medina, where a lot back in the day those were like country parishes, and now they're some of our biggest. Like the two biggest, uh, the quickest growing communities in our diocese are North Ridgeville and Avon. Mm. And those are old farming communities, and yeah, the churches have. aren't big enough to hold all the people that come on weekends. But then you've got a place you know, churches in the city like St. Michael's or St. Stephen's or Immaculate Conception down the road here that at one time were bustling because they had neighborhoods and people live around and, and that's not the case anymore. So all these things uh, factor in, you know, to the conversation.
0: It's interesting you bring up geography too, because like, you know, the pastors told and the parish staff for that matter, that they're responsible for all the souls in this geographic boundary. It's canon law, yeah. Yeah. And then there, then there's there's the other piece of it, I think, too, is that when you're part of a parish, aren't you expected to like understand the the area that that parish is in and contribute to that? Like, If you're going to do some kind of social justice programming, you're probably going to do that within the parish boundaries. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's not enough of that work to go around in a particular area. Like like you mentioned St. Luke's and Lakewood. I did field ed there, and I was like, wow, I'd really like to get involved in social justice stuff here. And most of the stuff they that they were doing – um, wasn't really in Lakewood. It was like somewhat like they would adopt someplace else that needed help Thought it was down the road because, you know, there are not a lot of homeless people in Lakewood, you know, there's not, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of those kinds of needs that are around. So they would go somewhere else to do that. Um, and when they did, it was usually during times when I was in class, you know, on Saturday mm-hmm. morning or on Wednesday night or something too. So it was hard to kind of get involved in that, um, from that standpoint but it's it's I just think it's interesting, you know, I just mm-hmm. think it's like, hmm, okay, well, and so we talk about geography that a lot of places are sort of like destination parishes now, um and people are choosing where to go, you know, what does that do to the neighborhood that the parishes are in at the same time? Mm-hmm. you know, are people really getting to know those neighborhoods and contributing to them in some way when the parish is trying to do their best to do that as well
2: yeah, and and we've been targeting parishes where many young adults live and are moving to. Tremont, Duck Island, Ohio City, Hingetown, Lakewood um, and these neighborhoods have gone through a vast amount of changes but like this we've, we've talked about the Hillbilly Thomas concert were you at that this summer? Did no you come I wasn't there? able
1: to go it fell okay. on a parish event
2: because that's a, that's my baptismal parish uh, traditionally Slovak nationality parish that now it's not like you have Slovak immigrants living in in <laughs> on Duck Island right. or Ohio City anymore it's a lot of young adults who are you know and, and um, uh, some are empty nesters buying these these nice apartments um, or condos or houses around there, but it's a it's, it's a whole it's a whole different game.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's different. We're in we're in a new era here. I think the factor we often don't think about when we when we think about these questions too is time. You know, so like when we talk about families, you know, I, I always think about my friend John who's got three kids. They're they're a little older now, but when they were younger. Um, I used to say, hmm, you know, every parish should just think of John when they're when they're getting ready for mass on Sunday morning. I said because John has to get his kids up, dressed, fed, reasonably, you know, reasonably well dressed and <laughs> reasonably well fed at that point on Sunday morning. Get into his car and go how many miles down the road to get to his Sunday mass. And when he gets there, it better be a, a place that's not just a good place to kill an hour. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, obviously the Eucharist is there, right? I'm not saying that, but. You know, it, it takes a lot. Yeah, you know, when you have kids, to, it's a whole different. Yeah, ball, it's a ball whole game. different ball game. You know, you, you know, you, it's an effort. You yeah. know, to, to get all this together. And um, for him, he was he was often like, you know, he wasn't really satisfied with his parish. And I said, well, John, you know, there's there's a couple parishes that aren't too far away from you that might be, you know, a place that would feed you a little bit better. And he goes, oh, Mike, I just don't have that kind of time. And I was like. Come on, John. <laughs> you know it's it's only ten minutes down the road. You know you could you could figure it out. Eventually, he did kind of try it and, and, and go and see that. But it was like it, it took a lot for him just to go down an extra ten minutes. Yeah. Right? You know, it was it was a big deal for him. So I you know I think that we have to keep that in mind when we're when we're thinking about people as they're as they're making their way to us. Um, but eventually the the factor for a lot of people is time. You know, I I can't take my kid to youth ministry all the way down here and go to this parish over here for things that feed me. Eventually I'm going to choose one of them, I think. Right.
2: Yet I can take my kid on traveling baseball every weekend or volleyball tournaments. Yeah. That's a whole other issue Yeah, it's a whole other issue, right. What will you invest your time in? Like when it comes to church, bare minimum, when it comes to other things, all I've got. So maybe that's another podcast down the road. Yeah, right. Yeah, so – Anyway,
0: in fairness to my friend, he didn't do that. But. No, I wasn't accusing your friend of anything.
1: I'm just accounting for what is. And you mentioned in a previous podcast that uh, you have the um, the online streaming, and of course, there's ups and downs to that. You know, like my, I think the biggest thing that makes me cringe is when people say, "I just love watching Mass in my pajamas and with my coffee online." Mm. You know, and like you know, because I didn't, I slept in that morning and. And, you know, I try to pastorally, of course, say, you know, we should participate as if we're attending mass, you know, dress appropriately, participate, stand, sit, kneel, um, say the responses. But anyway, it is a great tool to really get to know a parish and how they do liturgy. And then to go further, you know, the website, like the website is really what defines your parish on the on online. You know, what do you have going on? What do you offer? What or in, in other ways, what don't you offer by yeah. what you're not saying? Um, yeah, you want, you want that stuff right on the front page to, yeah. so people can access, you know, so that way it's not a whole ordeal of, like, I'm getting the kids and now we're going to a whole different parish. But I can look online and at least get the gist of what I'm looking at. That's right. And mass yeah. times.
2: They should be yes. very easy to find. They should be find. the first you thing you see on the website. Mass times. Yep.
1: Mass, confession, sacraments, you know, if you do regular adoration, all of that should be the first thing that sh- is on your website.
0: I did this workshop for 20 years. You'd be surprised how many parish websites don't have what time Mass is. You know, we used to to pull them up and say, you know, anybody, give me me your parish website. I'd pull it up and say, okay, what's wrong with this? Mm -hmm. And they'd say, "Uh, I don't know what time Mass is. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, the... The website says a lot about who you are. Whether it does. You, now, you know whether it does or not. Right, that's that's a different thing. But if but if you're looking at your website and it doesn't say who you are, mm-hmm. you know it, it's not a good description of what your parish is like. It's time to make sure it does. Yeah, right.
2: first impressions matter, especially with younger people. That's even when it comes to vocations. Um, they're going to look – their first research is online research.
0: It's not in-person yeah. research. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I was saying to people, so you know, a lot of a lot of parishes are stopping the live stream now that we've sort of come back because they want to encourage people to come back in. I get that, you know. But you should still have like a small video snippet of something, you know, whether it's a you know a snippet. Maybe not even an entire homily, right? Maybe it's just, you know, half a homily that wets people's appetite. But give people an idea of what it's like to be at Mass here because they're going to make – that's how they're going to make their choice of whether they're going to come or not.
1: Yeah. A parish that does that really well um, is St. Is Ambrose. I've noticed that, mm. like, I went on their website a, a couple of years ago when, uh, when I was at St. Luke's and we were looking at redesigning our website. And one thing that I noticed there is they don't necessarily have the full mass. They have Father yeah. Bob Steck's homily on there. And what a tale that is to people who are looking at that parish— and want to get a taste of what they're going to experience. Yeah, sure. And, you know, we, we of course, have our, our YouTube link embedded on our website to say, like, mm-hmm. this is how you get to the Mass. And so people get to see that. Um, but we don't have, you know, the staff and the manpower to possibly, you know, edit it down and make it look nice and pretty. But, like, to have something like that on your website, like you said, it's a great ticket to see, okay, this is what this parish is offering liturgically. This is what it looks like. Um, and my goal is to make a video for Life Teen. This is what yeah. Life Teen is doing at our parish. And this is Life Teen in a glance over the last year. If you want to get involved, contact Brandon Woods or whatever. Yeah, so, sure.
0: yeah. And so we've been talking a lot about uh, parishes in general. Let's talk about a particular parish. How about yours? You're out in, in Medina. What's mm-hmm. going on out there?
1: Oh, gosh. Uh, what isn't going on out there? Um, we're, we're very particular at Holy Martyrs. Um, I I, la- I talk about Holy Martyrs a lot, and I work there, but like, I really do. It, this parish became my home. Um, and uh, what's going on out there, so like I said, we have our date night coming up on the 28th. And uh, we have a speaker coming in. Um, I'm going to give him a little shout-out, Josh Arbogast, who oh, sure. is the yeah. uh, Director of Faith Formation at St. Mary of the Falls. Former student of mine. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's awesome. Jarbo. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He's great. We lo- we're we so excited to have him. So he's going to be speaking at our date night. Um, registration closes today, um, and it's a free event. So if anyone mm-hmm. wants to come.
0: Um, so today being Tuesday. <laughs> be 20- 28th yeah. is the Feast of St. Thomas Fourth. Aquinas. It is.
1: It is the Feast of Thomas Aquinas. Um, but we have that, and then we have our Life team Retreat coming up. We have um, – we have a chili cook-off coming up next month as well. Mm-hmm. So um, in the next couple of months, quite a bit of stuff. Our Lenten stuff is going to be starting up as well, um, you know, Lenten communal penance and our uh, our Lenten series. And we have our small groups that just started back up in, in a, like about a week ago, and uh, and those are going really well.
0: Good. So that's Holy Martyrs in Medina. Holy Martyrs in
1: Medina.
2: Relatively speaking, it is a newer parish in the diocese. I mean, our, our diocese is 175 years old. Your parish is probably 40-some years old. Roughly 40.
1: Yeah, we opened in the 80s, early mm-hmm. 80s. So. And it's
2: named after uh, the, the holy martyrs, are the the Salvador mm-hmm. Salvadoran martyrs, two of whom are from Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've never seen the parish... You probably have driven by it many times. If you drive down uh, Interstate 71 heading south, it's right on 3. Yes. And it's just uh, it's on the southwest corner, and it's on a little hill. It's a great location, mm. and we've used it as a diocese just because it's so easy to get to. You're, you get off the highway, and you're in the parking lot in 30 seconds. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's that great. fast. Mm-hmm. And, it,
1: yeah, if you haven't seen it, it's the big red brick building. Um, a lot of times, though, I've had people get confused because when you walk in, you're not expecting to see what you see. You walk in, and it's this big, open, carpeted gathering, gathering space. space yeah. Everything, the way that the modern building was designed, um, was designed. Uh, to really be able to be adaptable and to house people. Um, Because, you know, what we realized is people were leaving. So we, like, right after Mass, we wanted a place where people can gather and build community. So we have a cafe right after our Sunday Masses. And every, uh, the second and fourth weeks of the month, we have Donut Sunday. But we always have something available, people to get coffee. And uh, so right after Mass, there's a line um, for coffee and donuts. And it's, it's, it's really awesome just to see people hanging out for an hour, sometimes even an hour and a half after Mass just talking.
2: And Father Steve Doner is the pastor. Yes. And before he was pastor there, he ran the Marriage and Family Life office here in the diocese. Right. And your weekend associate Father Mark Ott, yes. He teaches scripture at the seminary. He's a yes. good friend of mine. So, yeah, it's, it's a great parish. If you've not been, pop in sometime and visit.
0: Yeah. Holy Martyrs in Medina. And then our Gospel for this coming Sunday is from the fifth chapter of Matthew. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain... Whenever you hear Jesus went up the mountain, something important is going to happen. After he sat down, his disciples came to him. He began to teach them, saying, "'Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God.' Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. That's the whole gospel for Yeah, you read the whole Sunday. thing. Usually you don't. Yeah, it was not that you long got You got excited. I got excited. excited. I was listening. I was, I like, I was like, when is he going to stop this time? I like the <laughs> attitudes, yeah. Yeah, so what, what, what do we get out of that? What do... Oh, gosh. Um,
1: just... I get hope for the kingdom. Mm. I really do. And what are we doing for the kingdom, you know? Thanks, Father.
2: I was doing a little Ignatian exercise with this gospel yesterday. And the first two lines, or I guess it's the first line separated by three commas, Jesus saw the crowds, then went up the mountain, and after he sat down. So he goes up the mountain, sits down, then his disciples came to him. And I thought, I well, know. that's really – that's that's – That's weird, and I need to pray through that more this week. And sitting is often a position of teaching, and then he began to teach them. Um, In America, you know, you stand when you teach. In Europe, you sit when you teach. Mm. And so I I guess I was reflecting on Christ the teacher here. And in the Old Testament, we have the Ten Commandments. The New Testament, it's not thou shall not, but blessed are you. So um, it's, it's a different look.
0: Yeah, yeah. Or a fuller look. I was reflecting with RCIA candidates on this last night. And one of my colleagues said something that I I'd, I'd never thought about. He said, you know, these are really for like any stage of life, you know, when you're mourning, when you're, when you're seeking for justice, when you're in need of mercy, when, uh, you know, when, when you're trying to make peace, he said, there, there's all different kinds of places here. And he goes, and I wonder if I were sitting, listening to Jesus, which one would, re- would reflect to me at that point in time. And mm-hmm. I was Amen. like, Oh, that's very yeah. nice. Yeah. Cool. So Ed Devaney, very nice. Uh, a little shout-out for Ed over at Ignatius High School and at St. Brendan's Parish. Cool. Brandon, thanks for coming by. Thank you so much for having and me. And thanks for it your question. an honor to be here. If you have a question of faith, you could email that to us, mhayes at dioceseofcleveland.org. Uh, remember to rate and review our podcast, whether that's on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. That helps other people find us a little bit easier. So this has been Question of Faith. We'll see you all again next time. Oh, 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 oh,